Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 370 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I am breaking down one of my favorite phrases, do the thing. What the hell does that actually mean? How does one go about doing the thing? I'm going to get actionable with you. I'm going to get tactical with you. And I'm going to break down the two major components that I believe are part of doing the thing. All this and more, but first, hey, DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Today, I am going to chat about how to do the thing. And last week's Thursday Shorty was, I guess, technically should have come after this episode. Uh, Last week, I spoke about, uh, I had a question from a loyal listener, an Insta homie, who asked something along the lines of, uh, you know, I've been listening, I've been following, and... Because if you, I decided to do the thing. Now what? So last episode, I talked about what happens after you decide to do the thing, you know, how to get the first clients as it relates to if doing the thing is, is business oriented. But today, I was like, let me back it up, back, back, back it up and talk about how to actually do the thing. Because that is my whole shtick. It's something that, you know, is in my, actually in my Instagram bio, in the episode I just did with Jill and Danny J. Uh, on their Best Life podcast. Uh, Courtney, if you could link that, thank you. Um, The episode I did about that, that was largely what it was about, was doing the thing. And so I thought, let me just take an episode and a little Thursday shorty and kind of break this down and give you some tactical, actionable steps for things. So I actually did an Instagram live yesterday, uh, Friday night, a Friday afternoon. And on it, I was talking about how I think there's literally two parts to success. Number one, get started. Number two, keep going. And I said that on the live and my girl, Dr. Megan Brown, I fucking love her, folks. Uh, Courtney, if you could link that episode as well. I brought uh, Dr. Megan Brown on during COVID, actually during quarantine and everything. She shows up for her people in a way that I just really feel like I haven't seen. It's just unparalleled, unprecedented. She was in costumes and just the way she pivoted the business. This woman is unbelievable. So I was talking about getting started and, uh, you know, the two rather the two things that relate to success, the two steps, getting started and keep going. And she loved that so much. And I was like, very simple. But and I was like, I don't know if I've done an episode about that in quite some time. So here I am wanting to talk about that and break down those those two steps here. So sorry, I just had, literally just had to throw Rupert off the desk because my man decides to come and sit on whatever, you know, if you have a cat, you know this, whatever you're doing, they want to like be in front of it and be doing it. So I have a huge whiteboard that I put on the desk next to me and it kind of helps me keep things organized if I have specific things that I want to be talking about. 
And Rupert, of course, decided to lay on top of it. If you've seen what he looks like, he is basically a giant eraser for a whiteboard. So I had to throw him. And now he's, he's scratching. But we're going to keep recording. We're not pausing this. So the two things I want to talk about, my, my, my vision for success Get started, keep going. It's also how you do the thing. You get started and then you keep going. But I want to break that down into a few more, you know, tactical, actionable, identifiable parts. So as it relates to getting started, I think the most important thing here is making sure that whatever it is that you're getting started on, it's actually for you. It's actually something that you care about. I've said this a bunch, and I, I first heard this from Ka- Dr. Karen Litzy. Like, borrowed goals. Like, borrowed goals ain't the way. So first and foremost, whatever it is you're thinking about starting, the thing you're thinking about doing, is it yours? And now, I, I've told you before, uh, I think I've spoken about it you know, relatively recently in some of the past episodes, that I'm doing this skills intensive with James Olivia. And in that, I am realizing how difficult it is for some people to identify what they actually want. It's something that they've never done. Usually women, they've never been asked what they want. They never felt safe actually saying what they want, right? They, they're going to get judged for it. They're going to get hushed, whatever. They just haven't felt safe doing it. So to that end, you know, my first point here is make sure that the goal is yours, but from an actionable step perspective, I think that this starts off with starting small and asking yourself what you actually want, right? So this is, yes, you're trying to do the thing. You have something in mind that you want to do, but I'm taking it back quite a few steps. And in terms of implementable, I don't know if that's an actual word, but we're going to go with it. Uh, In terms of things that you can do, I think that that can start off with ask yourself what you actually want, but start small, meaning what do I actually want to eat? What do what flavor fucking coffee creamer do I want? What color do I want my nails? I don't know. Ashley just popped into my head with her hair with her nail stuff. Uh, you know, what do I want to watch? What do I want to watch right now? These little things. What brand toilet paper? Fucking what are they called? The uh, you know napkins? Do I? Paper towels, that's what I'm trying to say. What brand paper towels do you want? And I know that this seems so stupid, but it matters. Right? Start small, lower the barrier, which actually I'm going to speak about again in a, in a little bit, but lower the barrier to this skill, to acquiring the skill of being able to identify what you want and then being able to claim it, right? Being able to go after it. When it comes to these bigger things, like what do I want out of life? That's such a huge question, which for me, it, it comes very naturally because I've always you know, felt safe asking and identifying and and asking for and saying what I want. But I'm realizing that's not the case for everyone. So if that's you, let's back, back, back it up and start off with the simple things. What brand ketchup do I want? What do I want to be doing? What music do I want to listen to right now? Ask yourself what you want and then go after it. So as it relates to getting started, First, and the most important thing is making sure that the goal, the thing you're going after is yours. And if you break that down even more, that's going to be starting small and asking yourself what you want and then going after those things. Second point here, which I think probably none of you need help with, which was researching whatever the thing is that you're trying to get that you're trying to do. So I, I want to spend very little time on this because I found that most people, they spend all the time on this step. They're researching like crazy and taking no action. So 
I have this within the get started component of things, right? The get the the this component of of success and doing the thing, right? We have get started and and keep going. And I have this within get started. I think it actually is before get started, but I wanted to bring this in here uh, just to address the the decision fatigue that that may present itself. And if that's the case, if you're like, yeah, okay, I have this thing I want to do and I'm researching it and there's like all these zillion different options. Well, my advice is literally pick one and go. That's it. They all work. All things work for people. Pick one thing and see it out. I actually just wrote an email to my email list last week and I, I turned it into a blog. So if you're interested in reading that, it's actually a pretty short read. Courtney, I, uh, I will give you the link for that. And then uh, it's... I do have a blog, folks. I, I don't update it very frequently, but I do have one. So if you're interested in reading that and you didn't read it in my email that I sent out, you can head onto the blog and, and click the link in the show notes for that. So do your research. I'm guessing that you're already doing a ton of this. If you're finding yourself having some decision fatigue, literally just pick one thing, one route, one whatever, and fucking go. The next thing tying into that is going to be set a deadline. Deadlines are magic. Winnie Lingovic says it, and I agree a million percent, one million percent. Set a deadline for this thing. When are you going to start it? Tomorrow? Today? Whatever. Set a deadline and then uphold that promise to yourself. I have on the same you know, step, if you will, get some accountability. If you know that you personally do really well with kind of public accountability or letting someone else kind of keep you on the hook, then do that. I know some people, I know one person in particular who that is not at all how she works. She could announce something and then she just won't do it. And I was like, wow, okay. If that's you, then this step perhaps won't work. But if you know that you personally do really well with deadlines, if you do well with accountability, get that accountability. Make it public, make it known to somebody, make it known to a lot of people if if you have uh, the ability to do so, and then stick to that date, that deadline, that start time. Point number four that I want to make here, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, is going to be lowering the barrier to entry. So if I take a very simple example, like showing up on Instagram, posting on Instagram, yes, I would love for people to post every day. I've listed out these reasons a million times, most notably that you know, part of those reasons being it just allows you to build a habit. It allows you to start seeing the world in terms of content. It familiarizes you with it. It improves your proficiency with it. So lots of like, you know, it helps you learn what you want to be saying. Lots of reasons to post every day. But in terms of lowering the barrier, if you know that you cannot commit to that and the thought of posting every day is incredibly overwhelming, then don't do that. We're going to lower that barrier and make whatever is achievable and sustainable for you. That's going to be the goal. So whatever this thing is that you're looking to do, right, do the thing, we're going to lower the barrier to entry. What is going to allow you to simply get started? I actually talk about this with pricing as well. I watch people get so hung up on the price of something. How much are they going to put on that price tag? And then they never do the thing because they're just literally so hung up on the price, whether it's charging for their own services, charging for a good, whatever it is. My mantra is and likely always will be charge price whatever will allow you to get started. You can raise your rates later. I just want you to get started because right now you're making zero monies, you're charging zero monies, and you're doing zero things. Pick a price. I don't care if it's $1. Pick a price that will allow you to get started. 
get some reps, get some results, get some reviews. Maybe you get a little bit salty and you're like, actually, I need to have a higher rate. Cool. You have that momentum and then you can raise your shit. So much better than being in that place on the other side of activation energy, right? On the beginning when you haven't anything yet that you have a, basically a mountain in front of you. So lower that barrier. Last point within getting started is it is totally feasible and something that I actually do a lot to wait until getting started is your only option, right? To wait until doing the thing literally becomes your only option. So I'm going to give you two examples here. One example relates to Parkinson's law, which I've spoken about a bunch, right? Parkinson's law basically states that work expands to fill the time allotted. If you give it an hour, it'll take an hour. If you give it a week, it'll take a week. To that end, when it comes to something like creating a, a slide deck for a presentation, I personally will wait till the last minute because if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute, right? Parkinson's law. If you know yourself and you're like, no, I got to get started early and do the thing early, fine. But as it relates to this example, wait until it's the only option, go ahead and wait until you're like, all right, well, now I have to do this. I literally, it is due tomorrow. I have to do it. And you will do the thing. The flip side of that, but still very much related to that is if it's a big decision, it's a big change, there's nothing wrong with waiting until you hate something so much that you're like, I got to do something else. I totally subscribe to that. I personally do that. Yes, I know that there's all, again, this kind of ties back to what I said earlier of something works for everything, right? Or everything works for someone. Uh, that, that's the right way to say it. Everything works for someone. Uh, I, I am very much of the, the philosophy of wait. Do this thing until you're salty, and then you will have that drive, impetus, motivation, incentive to change and do something different. Do the thing which may be something very big like moving, divorcing, you know, switching jobs, things like that. That's where I was with my career, right? where I was not terribly unhappy, but I waited until I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I was able to make moves rather quickly uh, or make decisions, I should say. Maybe you will only be able to make the actual moves, but you will be able to make the decisions that lead to those moves. So if that's you, and you're like, man, I just, I'm not feeling it yet. Cool. Wait till you are totally feeling it. I think that's a great way to, one, uh, decrease the, I think that regret is largely preventable. And this ties into that first point of making sure it's, you're doing things that you want to be doing. If you are doing things that you want to be doing, then even if after the fact you're like, oh, well, that would have been great to have changed earlier, it doesn't matter because at that moment in time, you were doing what you wanted to do. So from the one hand, we're preventing regret that way. And then from the flip side of that, there is literally zero point in spending your current time worrying about your past times and your past actions. Oh, I should have done that. Well, guess what? You didn't. And worrying about that does nothing for you. You can learn from it and say, okay, I should have done that. I didn't. And so now I'm going to do X. But if you're just sitting there being all full of regret and being all upset and salty, you're wasting your time there. So I think that, you know, largely regret is preventable. The big point from this point is simply it is totally fine to wait until doing the thing is your only option. So 
That is, those are the, the, what, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five points. Rupert's back. Those are the five points for getting started. The second part of this is keep going, right? As it relates to doing the thing, as it relates to success, succeeding, I believe it's two steps. One, get started. Two, keep going. As it relates to get to keep going, I think I want to talk about three things. Number one, setting goals that are related to the process, not to the outcome. And I know that we all know this, but once is never. And I want to talk about this. So one of the things I see is that people will have a goal of, you know, I'm in the, the weight loss world right now and, and not right now in terms of me trying to lose weight. You know, I'm forever trying to, to make these legs grow. Uh, but from people I coach and things like that, and that's come up a bunch of, you know, if your goal is weight loss, typically that becomes very, very difficult if you're so fixated and focused on that as opposed to focusing on goals that relate to the process, the things that are involved. Same thing with online business. I actually had this discussion yesterday during my Instagram Live. Kelly Bryant, shout out to you. Great chat that we had during that. If your goal is to make money, if your goal is to sell something, that can be incredibly stressful and incredibly difficult when you're first starting out. You may not have the eyes of the audience yet. If you change that goal and you make it about the process that leads to sales, which in my opinion, number one is building trust and providing value. If you make it about that, it's much easier to succeed and it's also much easier to keep going, right? Partially because you are succeeding. So First point there, set goals that are related to the process, not the outcome, whatever that thing is. Second point very much ties into this and is a quote that I've said a bunch of times, borrowed from my good friend Meredith Root, have expectations of effort, not outcome. So once again, I am trying to divert your attention away from that bigger thing. Yeah, have it in the back of your mind that you still want that thing. You want to run that marathon. You want to move to that house. Whatever. You want to have X amount of money in your bank account. Love it. I love that you actually have those goals. But the thing that we're focusing on, or the thing that we're setting goals about, the thing that we are having expectations about is going to be our effort, not the outcome, which is largely, oftentimes, out of our control. Right. So we're looking at these smaller steps. This is a, you know, a great example or a great thing to apply to something like moving across the country. Breaking that down into actionable steps, because this may not be a process, something that you can achieve today or even this year. When I first made the decision that I wanted to move to California, it was like a three-year process. But this ties into what we said earlier about getting started. You do the research, you think about what are the components of this? What do I need to have in place? And then you get started on one single thing. That ties into the keep going portion that we're talking about now, which is setting goals that are related to the process, not the outcome. So you've done your research, you know the steps, you know the things that are required, and now we break that down and we set goals specific to each of those parts of the process. The last part here, and I think this may be really tough for some people, but I'm going to say it, is attract, seek out, and choose people who will support you. This is absolutely imperative if you are looking to keep going. It is really hard to swim upstream. It's really hard to swim in general. Let's be honest. It is really hard to swim, period. Right? After that, it is really hard to swim. It is really hard to swim upstream. And that's what it's like when everyone around you is trying to pull you down, pull you back, and no one is supporting you. 
I cannot overstate the importance of the, you know, yeah, we'll say the importance of where you live and the people who you are around. To that end, when you make a decision on something, if you're noticing that, hey, the community I'm in, the people that are around me do not support me, in order to keep going, I'm going to strongly recommend that you seek out that you attract and that you choose, that's the most important part, that you actually choose them, people who are going to be in your corner. And I strategically and specifically didn't use the word find. I know that seek out is like the same as find, but it feels more active in seeking out, right? I feel like when you're finding something that's like, it's waiting for me and it's kind of a little, there's more, there's more of a passive nature to it for me. Whereas you're seeking out, you like have a mission, you have something specific you're going after and you're going to fucking get it. I'm, it's not like waiting to be discovered. You're going to go and get it. Second part there I said was attract. And I really, truly believe from my girl, Dr. Sarah Suds, we attract what we are, not what we want. So when you start showing up in your energy, in your authenticity, and this ties into point number one of making sure it's not a borrowed goal, you're going after things that you want, you will attract other people that resonate with that. They resonate with your approach. They resonate with what you're going after. They resonate with you, truly you. And so you will attract that by showing up in that way. And then the third part that is most important is that you have to then choose these people. You can seek them out. You can attract them and they'll be there. But if you keep choosing the same shitty old friends that you had from before that don't support you, you're going to be in the same place. So as it relates to keep going, keep continuing to keep moving forward, right? We said two parts to this get started, keep going. As it relates to this, keep going. We said, number one, set goals that are related to the process, not the outcome. Number two, have expectations of effort, not outcome. And then number three, seek out, attract, and choose folks who support you. Courtney, I'm going to drop a, I'll send you a link. I listened to a podcast the other day, folks, about the, the importance of, of where you live. And I loved it. It was it's, it's articulated so many things that I feel and think. And so I will link that. There's a paper that's linked within that episode as well. Uh, so you can check that out if you if you want. But I just think it's such good food for thought. And just the, the two people that host the show, they, they articulated it really, really, really well. So I will share that as, uh, in, the, in the, the show notes for you folks. Okay. All right. So the last part here is asking for help. This is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's important and, will, and, and ties into this, you know, keep going, or for some people, getting started. Right? Depending on how you are, you may want to have help from the jump. Uh, other people may want to have help along the way. And so I think that it warrants a brief discussion about how do we ask for help? Who do we ask for help? What should we, what should we be looking for when we're asking someone for help? And I think that there's three things that we want to have, make sure that, our, that we want to look at. Uh, and then one that kind of goes without saying, right? So number one, when we're asking for help, ask for a referral, right? Think about someone or think about your friends, your own people that you, you trust, you value them, you respect them. And then ask them for if they have any recommendations or referrals within this. Now, I alluded to this just, just, just now in saying you're going to ask people who you share values with, people who you respect, people whose experience and expertise you, you value, you're going to typically ask those people, your friends, for this recommendation, for this referral. If you're going out on your own and you're just going to go look for somebody, I think there's three things that we want to be looking at. The values, the expertise, and that person's experience. I Again, I also uh, 
had this talked about this on, on the live on Friday night. So if you were there, thank you. Uh, but I think most important is making sure those values align. So if you're going to ask for help, you can ask for a coach, something like that. Make sure that the values are aligned. If the values are aligned. They're not going to ask you to do things that go against your integrity. They may push you out of your comfort zone, but they're never going to have you do something that you're like, that just doesn't sit right with me. And largely I'm thinking right now about the online space, but when I come up with things like this and I'm looking to discuss them, I also relate them to other parts of my life to make sure that this is not just like a singular example. And I'm like, you know, it can actually withstand, uh, you know, multiple um, viewpoints on this. So I'm thinking about with my, my volleyball coach as well. And yeah, we want, I want to have this, people that have the same, the same values. You don't want a volleyball coach that's just like win at all costs. I'm thinking of like, you know, karate kid now. And it's like the, the, the guy that was like a cheater. You don't want that coach. You got different values there. You want a coach that values hard work. Maybe they value discipline, things like that. And you're like, yeah, I value that as well. This is someone who I'd want to work with. And I can trust that they're never going to ask me to do something that's outside of my integrity. I'd, second point there is going to be their expertise. I spoke about this on a past episode, you know, about uh, how to pick a coach or do, I think it was, you know, do you need to hire a coach? And within that, I talk, spoke about this. But just to, to recap that, to me, I want to know that their expertise is within this thing. And yeah, maybe you are gonna have to do some of, some, of your, some of your own homework. That was like unnecessarily hard to say. Maybe you're going to have to do some of your own research, some of your own homework, see what their expertise is. Were they successful in this thing before? What did that success look like? So do your homework there. And then lastly is their experience. And I think that kind of ties into their values as well. And where I was going with this is if you're going to hire someone to help you out, I want to see what their past experience looks like and their current experience, meaning how are they living their life, especially when we're looking at like online business coaches. Do they have a lifestyle that you want or any kind of coach, right? Are they just like working all the time, working themselves to death? If that's the lifestyle that you want, then awesome. That's their experience. And they can, they're going to share that with you. If you want that, you jive with that. Cool. And we see how that ties into their values, right? Because they value they're going to live out in, in their day to day. If you're looking at it and you're like, I don't want their experience. I don't want the life that they have. You probably shouldn't be hiring that person. So again, may require some more research on your end, but it's worth it, right? It's worth it to put in the effort for that. So those are the things I want to talk about within this episode of, you know, doing the thing. I say it a ton. I try to live it. I try to lead by example and wanted to take a step back for this episode and get actionable, tangible, tactical, identifiable. So we could kind of tease things out. I truly believe that when it comes to success, succeeding, doing the thing, it's two parts. One, get started. Two, keep going. I broke down the parts of, to me, things that are important as it relates to getting started. Number one, making sure that it's your goal and breaking that, all that, breaking that down a little bit more into tangible, actionable, tactical steps. Starting small and asking yourself, what do I want? What kind of dressing do I want? What kind of music do I want to be listening to? What do I want to be doing right now? What movie do I want to watch? And then going after that, right? Taking up some space. Second part that I think you're probably all doing already is researching the thing that you're looking to do. Big part there that I wanted to tease out was if you are having that analysis paralysis, decision fatigue, things like that, just pick something and go. And you can kind of tie into the things that I uh, spoke about 
uh, within the asking for help section in terms of what, you know, perhaps what you pick and then just get started as it relates to just getting started. Point number three, put a deadline on that thing, right? Deadlines are magic. And then if you need, or if it's helpful for you, get some accountability, make it public, let, let it be known and then stick to that. Fourth part there, lower the barrier, whatever that is, right? Lower the barrier to entry. If it's posting, it doesn't need to be posting five times a week. What is doable, achievable, sustainable for you? Start with that. Same thing for the price. What's going to allow you to get started? Lower to that and then just get started. You can change things, improve things, up things afterwards. And then lastly, there is nothing wrong if you simply want to wait until doing the thing is your only option. Parkinson's law is very real. Work expands to fill the time that is allotted. Give it a week, it takes a week. Give it a day, it takes a day. So if you have a big decision to make, and yeah, maybe there's some procrastination going on there, but it'll get done. It's nothing wrong, in my opinion, with waiting until like, this is my only option, and then watch what happens. You will take fast action. I probably should say, and this is not, you know, this is not being a good host by introducing new items at the end of the show, but if you wait, nothing wrong with that, but understand that the universe is under no obligation to now jump to and have everything fall in the line because you made the decision. So as long as we're on the same page with that, same thing when you move early, it's just that you'll give yourself more time if you take action earlier. But I want you to understand if you waited and you're like, man, it's the last minute and I have to make the decision now. I hope everything else lines up. Your poor planning, we'll say, I feel almost bad saying poor planning, but your planning or lack of planning or decision to wait until the last moment is not somebody else's emergency, right? It's not the universe's emergency now. So keep that in mind. If you're like, well, I want more time, need more time to do things. Well, then you're going to want to start sooner and take action sooner. And that ties into that research that you did and you know how long things are going to take. As it relates to the second part of things, which is keep going. And this is so important. If you want to succeed, you just got to fucking keep going. How do we do that? Three things that I talked about. Number one, set goals that are related to the process, not the outcome. Number two, have expectations of effort, not outcome. And then number three, which may not be applicable to everybody, but for those who it is relevant to and for, I think this is absolutely crucial. Seek out, attract, and choose folks who are in your corner, folks who will support you. It is incredibly difficult to swim upstream, so let's not do that. Last part of the episode that I spoke about was if you do decide to ask for help, whether that's help getting started or help with continuing on and keep going so you can keep going. Number one, obviously, would be a referral. And then the three things that we're going to be looking at, whether it's who we're asking for a referral from or what we're looking for in the person that we're actually asking for help, number one, values. Are they in alignment? Number two, what's their expertise? And then number three, what's their experience, including their current, their present experience, how they are living? Do you want to be living like that? Do you want that for yourself? Yes, no, that can absolutely greatly impact for me, at least, whether or not I choose to ask someone for help. So yeah, it does require that you do some research, do some homework, but this is your life, homie. You are in charge. Put in the time, put in the effort, put in the work. All right, that is it. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, requests ever, I love hearing from you. And it really does just, it lets me stay connected with you. It gives me ideas for things. 
And I, I want to be helpful. So if you have any episode recommendations or anything like that, any requests, any questions, shout out to you, Tammy, for actually taking me up on this. Uh, if you have any of those, go ahead, please DM me. You can also text me, 310-737-2345. I love to hear from you. I got one announcement coming your way. Uh, and I did that is that I did a little poll on Instagram and folks were very interested in a workshop of sorts for folks who are age 50 and over, or, you know, we'll let the 49-year-olds in, uh, age 50-ish or older, and discussing how to use Instagram for, for business, how to attract their audience, whoever their audience may be. Uh, so I will likely be running that workshop because there was such good interest in it. And I'm thinking maybe the first full week in May, uh, I, I need to sit with the calendar. I need to kind of do a little bit more uh, planning with that. But I'm thinking the first week in May. So I have no uh, wait list or anything like that. All I'm saying, all I'm going to say is keep an eye out. Check, check it out on Instagram. DM me if you're like, hey, did I miss it? What's going on with that? And uh, I will do my best to get that up and official. Sometime this episode will drop on the 28th and so actually so excuse me the second full week in may so i'm looking like may 9th around there so i will do my best to get that up i'll have to get that up uh this it'll be it should be up by the time this episode drops uh if not dm me and i'll let you know what's going on with that okay that is officially officially it as always endlessly appreciative for every single one of you until next time, friends, Maestro out.